are listening to the Jazz Focus here on WETF South Bend, Indiana, the Jazz Station, and my name is John Clark, and uh, thank you for joining us this week. Hope you make a little time in your week to uh, join us here at the Jazz Focus, where we focus in on some relatively narrow elements of jazz recorded history, hopefully narrow in a good way. Today we're listening to some of the sides that Coleman Hawkins recorded while in Europe during his sojourn over there. We started out with Honeysuckle Rose and followed it up with Out of Nowhere, and those were both done uh, on a date in April 28th of 1937 for the Swing Label, and that featured Coleman Hawkins and his all-star jam band, which also featured the playing and arrangements of Benny Carter, the great alto saxophone player from America who spent about four years over in England as well. He was there from 1934 to 1938. Uh, Europe was a much more conducive, friendly atmosphere for African-American jazz players in the 1930s. It was far from perfect, but it was better uh, than the segregated United States and uh, allowed jazz musicians to earn a reasonable living. They uh, were... uh, looked on as uh, much higher status people in Europe as jazz players, never mind as African Americans, and uh, they had a lot of opportunities over there. Of course, the beginning of World War II really cut into that and sent most of the players back home again, uh, and actually killed a few other ones and sent a a few to internment camps as well. So uh, for a very brief period, it was a, a golden era of jazz in Europe. So on those two sides, we heard Benny Carter playing alto saxophone and trumpet. He played a nice trumpet solo out of nowhere. And um, most significantly, I think he was the arranger for the session. And he did some really uh, beautiful arrangements for the saxophone section. There were four saxophones and a rhythm section. And that first tune, Honeysuckle Rose, he uh, reused that rhythm section, or excuse me, reused the saxophone section writing uh, about three decades later for an album he did called Further Definitions, which was all saxophone and rhythm section, and he used basically the same voicings and the same arrangement for that. So in addition to uh, Hawkins uh, on tenor sax, who was featured extensively on both numbers, as I said, we had Benny Carter playing trumpet on Out of Nowhere. He played a short alto solo on Honeysuckle Rose. We have Andre Ekian on alto sax, a French player who was uh, an extremely gifted saxophone player who recorded frequently with Django Reinhardt and others through the 1930s and into the 40s. Uh, another fine French jazz musician, Alix Combel, played tenor sax and clarinet. We'll hear both of them featured on numbers coming up. In the rhythm section, we heard uh, some members of the Quintet of the Hot Club of France. Django Reinhardt himself on guitar. We heard him play a little bit on Honeysuckle Rose. Stéphane Grappelli not playing violin here, but piano. He was a very effective piano player, especially in the rhythm section. Eugene Delm on string bass. And another American expatriate, Tommy Benford, playing drums. Tommy Benford's career had gone well back into the 1920s. He recorded with Jelly Roll Morton and many other groups as well. So we're going to uh, start the next set with the other two tunes from that session. We're going to hear Crazy Rhythm, tuned by Roger Wolf Kahn and Sweet Georgia Brown. All of these are were jazz standards at the time. And on Crazy Rhythm, we're going to hear uh, solos by the other two saxophone players as well. Andre Akian takes the first alto solo, and Elise Combell takes the first tenor solo. And on Sweet Georgia Brown, we will hear Combell play some clarinet as well. So those are our two uh, tunes to lead off the next set. Then we're going to hear Hawkins playing uh, by himself with a rhythm section, actually with just a piano player uh, on the three tunes that we're going to hear. And the piano player for the first two uh, are is rather 
uh, Freddie Johnson, a great Harlem stride piano player uh, who relocated to Europe in the early 30s and spent most of his time there, recorded quite frequently. And this was from May 26th of 1937. We're going to hear two tunes, very reflective tunes, Lamentation and Devotion, both showing off the ballad style of Coleman Hawkins and the very Baroque uh, style that he was fostering at the time. Then we're going to hear uh, actually a trio performance. No, it isn't. It's a, it's a dual performance. Sorry about that. We will hear a trio performance in the next set. But this one is also Hawkins and Johnson from a little bit later, August 18th of 1937. Uh, I should mention both of these were recorded in Hilversum, Holland, whereas the uh, earlier band sides were done in Paris. So that last number will be a tune called Well All Right Then, featuring Coleman Hawkins and Freddie Johnson. So those are our five tunes from this next set, featuring Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax during his uh, touring through Europe, actually his residence in Europe, I should say, from 1934 to 1939. We are going to hear Crazy Rhythm and Sweet Georgia Brown, Coleman Hawkins and his all-star jam band, and then Coleman Hawkins in duo with Freddie Johnson on piano, Lamentation, Devotion, and Well All Right Then.
was Coleman Hawkins in Europe. We started out with two tunes by Coleman Hawkins and his jam band recorded for the Swing label, as I said, featuring the arrangements of Benny Carter, um, although a couple were arranged and a couple were a lot looser. We heard uh, the balance of that session uh, to begin our set here. We heard Crazy Rhythm, 
and Sweet Georgia Brown. Crazy Rhythm uh, featured all of the saxophone players. It featured Andre Akian playing the first alto solo, uh, Elise Combell on the second, on the first tenor solo, and then followed by Benny Carter on alto and Coleman Hawkins on a long tenor sax solo. Clearly, in addition to being the leader, he was really justifiably the star of the proceedings. After that, we went to some duo sessions that he did with the stride pianist, Freddie Johnson. Freddie Johnson was born uh, the same year as Coleman Hawkins, 1904. He uh, was playing in New York City in the 1920s. He was Florence Mills' accompanist for a while and played with a a range of bands and recorded a bit uh, during the 1920s. He left uh, New York to go to Europe with Sam Wooding's band in 1928, and he stayed there uh, until uh, World War II. He was actually in a German uh, internment camp in Bavaria. Uh, until 1941, for about two years or so, and then he was brought back to the United States, and he played in New York again for another 10 years or so, and periodically went back to Europe. He died in 1960. Uh, He is a a good accompanist for Hawkins here. Those two tunes that we uh, went to after Sweet Georgia Brown, Lamentation and Devotion, were both Coleman Hawkins' compositions. Lamentation was a very reflective, almost a classical type of sounding piece, and Devotion was a little bit more jazzy, had a couple of different tempos to it. Uh, Those, as I said, were recorded in Holland in May of 1937. Those were done for DECA. In fact, the rest of the records we're going to hear on today's show are all done for DECA. Then we finished off with Well All Right Then, which was a co-composition between the two participants, Johnson and Hawkins. Uh, has some affinity, I think, for the song uh, The Devil in the Deep Blue Sea by Harold Harlan, at least going into the bridge it did. And uh, we're a little more up-tempo playing by Hawkins there. Coleman Hawkins, as I said, was born 1904. He uh, was uh, maybe not a prodigy, but certainly an early bloomer. He was playing professionally uh, in St. Louis, where he was born, uh, by the late 1910s, and he went on tour with Mamie Smith's Jazz Hounds in 1921. Mamie Smith was the first African-American singer to uh, have uh, records issued under her name uh, that are considered to be blues records, and she was very, very popular and toured around for several years in the early 20s with a a cast of characters uh, who became very much better known in the later 20s, including Coleman Hawkins. After a year or so with Mamie Smith, he ended up in New York and started playing with the Fletcher Henderson Band, and he was Henderson's kind of centerpiece uh, for about 10, 11 years, really, from 1923 to 1934. Uh, he anchored the saxophone section and uh, was their primary soloist uh, after Louis Armstrong uh, had left uh, uh, following his one-year tenor, tenure between 1924 and 1925. And during that period, Hawkins kind of invented the idea of the jazz saxophone. Up to that point, uh, saxophones were kind of comedy instruments. Trombones were as well. They were used for effect and uh, volume and uh, sound mass and what have you. But Hawkins showed that they could also be used as solo instruments. And he used a lot of the Louis Armstrong uh, developments in the ideas of rhythm and, and harmony and so forth. And he became known as one of the great jazz soloists of the 1920s. And likewise, he was known as one of the great jazz soloists of the 1930s and 40s, and could be argued the 50s and maybe even into the early 60s as well. He died in 1969 after a very long career, which found him at the forefront of several different movements of jazz, uh, 1920s jazz, swing, and even bebop. He was uh, someone who uh, always was quick to hire younger musicians. And in the 1940s, he had people like Dizzy Gillespie, Fats Navarro, Max Roach, uh, Thelonious Monk, uh, and uh, many others playing in his groups. He was uh, always interested in absorbing new ideas for his jazz playing.
But these recordings made in the 1930s in Europe were not terribly well known on the United States side of the Atlantic. Um, and when Hawkins came back in 1939, people assumed that he was probably uh, not the player that he had been before, since he hadn't been playing with uh, cutting-edge musicians, as it were, in America. But he surprised them by uh, putting together a big band and having a big hit recording of Body and Soul, which became one of the great jazz records of all times and really showed players how to play ballads in a jazz style. And you, you can see the, the uh, development of that technique even through the recordings we're listening to today, Lament and uh, Devotion. And before that, we heard uh, a beautiful performance of Out of Nowhere. So with that in mind, we're going to go to a ballad performance of one of the great jazz ballads uh, right now, Hoagy Carmichael's tune, Stardust. And this is done at the same session, was done at the same session, that produced Well All Right Then, featuring Freddie Johnson and Coleman Hawkins. And this comes, as I said, from August of 1937 in Hilversum, Holland, August 18th, as it were. And that's how we're going to start. Then we're going to hear two tunes from a session that uh, Hawkins did in June, June 14th of 1938, also for Decca, and featuring Freddie Johnson on piano again, and Maurice Van Cleef on drums. He was a Dutch um, uh, musician who was playing with uh, several groups. Uh, Hawkins was a particularly uh, popular in Holland and um, uh, Belgium during this period. He played with the Ramblers and uh, a group called the uh, the Berries and uh, several other uh, groups that were jazz-oriented, big bands and small groups in the uh, uh, the Lowlands in Belgium and Holland at the time. So this Coleman Hawkins trio, we will hear playing two tunes, When Buddha Smiles and Blues Evermore. And Blues Evermore is a Hawkins composition as well. And uh, this uh, trio will, again, show Coleman Hawkins at this stage of his development. And he had not lost anything in the uh, four years or so that he had spent away from the United States. And uh, he was very shortly to return uh, at the beginning, or in the middle, I should say, of 1939, um, and uh, make his uh, classic recordings of uh, Body and Soul and many other things as well. So those are our four tune, three tunes, Stardust, When Buddha Smiles and Blues Evermore, and then we're going to jump to a band session. We're going to go to Benny Carter and his orchestra, which was sometimes billed as Benny Carter and his international orchestra. As I said, this is Benny Carter in Europe. He had uh, spent a couple of years as a staff arranger at the BBC in England, but the English Musicians Union was uh, a tough nut to crack for non-British players, and it had been so since the early 1930s. So uh, Carter was was often not allowed to record under his own name or, or do extensive recordings. He was uh, uh, able to provide arrangements for the BBC uh, radio orchestra that Jack Hilton and some other uh, band leaders had, and occasionally he would play on those, but he often had to go to the continent to make his recordings. Coleman Hawkins also had trouble finding work in England. In fact, he was at one point uh, billed as a saxophone demonstrator, so he could go and play his saxophone on stage uh, under the guise of demonstrating demonstrating saxophones for sale for the Selmer Company, but didn't fool anybody with a brain, I'm afraid, but at least he got to, to earn his money that way. So this band, the uh, Benny Carter uh, International Orchestra, features Benny Carter, of course, on trumpet, clarinet, and alto sax. Not a great deal of arranging done on this session. It's a much freer date than the earlier one, but some wonderful playing. We're going to hear George Chisholm, an excellent British trombone player, playing quite a few solos. Jimmy Williams, another Brit on clarinet and alto sax. We'll hear him do a couple short clarinet solos. Coleman Hawkins, of course, on tenor. Freddie Johnson on piano. 
and a British, uh, partly British rhythm section. Ray Webb on guitar and Len Harrison on bass, and then the Frenchman Robert Montmarsh on drums. And these were recorded not in Paris, but in Holland at The Hague in August of 1937, August 18th. And these were done actually on the same day that uh, Stardust and Well All Right Then were recorded. So we're continuing our tradition here. So these were all done, as I said, for the Decca Company and feature Coleman Hawkins. So that is our set. Stardust with the uh, duo with Coleman Hawkins and Freddie Johnson, the Coleman Hawkins Trio, When Buddha Smiles and Blues Evermore, and Benny Carter and his International Orchestra, My Buddy, and Pardon Me, Pretty Baby.
was a nice effective little uh, arrangement, not, not a fancy one, but uh, worked out rather well. We heard some of the other soloists as well as the two principals. We heard uh, Freddie Johnson on piano, and we heard a little bit of Jimmy Williams on clarinet, as well as George Chisholm on trombone. But the features were, of course, Coleman Hawkins on tenor sax and Benny Carter on trumpet and alto sax. Uh, that last tune, Pardon Me Pretty Baby, had a beautiful alto sax chorus in Carter's most flowing style, and then he switched over to trumpet after uh, four bars of tenor sax to do some trades with Hawkins. Very, very effective performance. That was the Benny Carter International Orchestra, recording in August of 1937 in Holland. Uh, as I said, we finished up with Pardon Me Pretty Baby, and before that we heard My Buddy, uh, which featured uh, Hawkins most extensively, although Carter as well. We started out that set with Stardust from the same date, but just Coleman Hawkins and Freddie Johnson, August 18th of 1937, all of these recordings being made for DECA, and a beautiful performance of uh, Stardust, of that ballad that sort of presages some of Hawkins' later ballad performances, including uh, the one I had mentioned earlier, Body and Soul. Then we heard two more energetic performances by the Coleman Hawkins Trio done in June of 1938 and uh, also done in Holland. Freddie Johnson on piano, Maurice Van Cleef on drums. We heard uh, When Buddha Smiles and Blues Evermore and uh, those were two of six tunes that were recorded on that date. I picked those two. Uh, at some point we might do some of the other ones on there as well. These are just excellent examples of Hawkins playing. And uh, as I said, they were not terribly influential in, uh, 19, uh, in the 1930s in America because they were made in Europe and they didn't get a lot of distribution over here. Um, it was left to uh, musicians who were touring in Europe who heard Hawkins to bring back word to the United States that he was still in good form. And then, of course, when he showed up again in 1939, all doubts were put aside. So we have two more tunes to do. Hope you've been enjoying this um, Coleman Hawkins program, Coleman Hawkins in Europe. Uh, these last two tunes will finish off the Benny Carter International Orchestra set. And I should mention Benny Carter and Hawkins were very good friends from their time playing with uh, Fletcher Henderson's band in the late 1920s, and they knew each other uh, from Harlem and so forth. And they were uh, really kind of a, a kinetic duo, I would have to say. All the recordings that they made together, and they started recording with Henderson's band about 1927-28, and continued recording together periodically up into the 1960s. All of those recordings had a kind of a special energy to it. Um, they certainly looked at each other as peers. Hawkins was a, a, a very um, a critical musician of the musicians around him, but he never had a bad word to say about Benny Carter, uh, enjoying his playing and also his arranging. And when the two of them got together, there were always some special sounds made. I mentioned the uh, Further Definitions album from the 1960s, which featured Hawkins and Carter and Charlie Rouse on tenor and Phil Woods on alto. We may be doing a podcast on that album and the follow-up album, Additions to Further Definitions, at some point. I should mention, I have a podcast, The Jazz Focus, which you can find wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Music, our home is on anchor.fm. So I hope you check some of those out as well. So the last two tunes we're going to hear uh, from that uh, 
nifty little international band, are Mighty Like the Blues, which was a tune that was composed by the jazz critic and pianist Leonard Feather and uh, had been recorded a number of times in the 1930s. Har um, Benny Carter himself recorded it at least a couple of times. He recorded it with a small group in England uh, as well. Interesting performances. And then we're going to finish up with the George Gershwin tune, Somebody Loves Me. And these are going to feature, as I said, Coleman Hawkins on tenor, along with Benny Carter on trumpet and alto. He plays clarinet on Mighty Like the Blues. And then George Chisholm on trombone, Jimmy Williams on clarinet and alto sax, Freddie Johnson on piano, Ray Webb on guitar, Len Harrison on bass, and Robert Montmarsh on drums. So you've been listening to The Jazz Focus here on WETF, the jazz station, South Bend, Indiana. My name is John Clark. Don't be a stranger. Come visit us on a weekly basis. Check out my podcast and hopefully enjoy some very good jazz.